The Strategy of Information with Nick Inglis, on infogov.net. On today's The Strategy of Information, Nick Inglis talks with Caligo CEO and former financial research analyst in the space, Tim Brady. We'll be talking about the financial prospects of the information profession, the growth of his firm Caligo, and how Tim just couldn't sit on the sidelines of this incredible information profession. Stay tuned for a fascinating and rare discussion about the growth and financial potential of the information profession and a glimpse behind the curtain at one of the fastest growing software companies in the space, Caligo. It's an interesting conversation on the dollars and good sense of the information profession with Caligo CEO, Tim Brady on today's episode of The Strategy of Information with Nick Inglis, on infogov.net. The information profession is a growing profession, but a lot of its growth has been obscured by its wide fragmentation. Much of our growth is currently attributed to subsectors, which makes it difficult to look at from a financial perspective. So today we'll be talking with someone who knows the financial aspects of this industry better than most anyone else. Our guest today was a research analyst assigned to the information space and as his career as an analyst was taking off, he took a different path. He decided to move from analyst to investor and bought one of the leading companies in the Microsoft partner ecosystem in early 2020. Since the acquisition, our guest today, Caligo CEO Tim Brady has gotten to work and Caligo is on the precipice of becoming an incredible success story in the information space. I'm very excited for you to hear more about the financial side of the information profession while not losing that boots on the ground perspective of our guest for today's episode of the Strategy of Information, Caligo CEO, Tim Brady. Hey Tim, welcome to the Strategy of Information. Uh, hey. hey Nick, good to be here. Tim Brady, you're the CEO of Caligo out of Vancouver. Your products, they extend the capabilities of SharePoint and Microsoft 365. Some really creative, interesting, and incredibly helpful ways for uh, companies in working through their business processes. Um, Caligo itself has been around for about 20 years. You've got hundreds of customers. Um, Tim, at a high level, What's your team doing to help companies in their management of their information within the Microsoft environment? Yeah, so if you step back and think about what the problem we ultimately solve is we, we help integrate the Microsoft 365 suite. Uh, Microsoft, obviously known for putting out bellwether products on the market, whether that's you know, SharePoint, uh, Outlook, Teams, Dynamics. Um, we, we help integrate that suite and make it more usable and accessible for the uh, knowledge worker. Brilliant. And Tim, you're, you're leading, you know, one of the top companies, one of the most respected companies in the information space. Your career has been a very interesting career, not, not the typical path that people end up in the information profession. So how did you end up here? Yeah, you're, you're certainly right there. I definitely took a different path than uh, most take to the information management and uh, governance uh, uh, field. But uh, no, so it's been it's been quite a journey. I mean, um, I ultimately started in the investment side of the, the world. And, uh, um, you know, when I when I began at one of the big banks in Canada, RBC, 
uh, my career. I, was, I wanted to be in the software space and uh, luckily I worked for an analyst when I was green and just out of school who uh, covered a lot of the enter enterprise content management companies in Canada and uh, abroad and whatnot. And uh, um, so I really just, you know, went deep and spent, uh, you know, we like to call it 20 hours a day um, studying that space and uh, the companies and the drivers and the market dynamics and uh, spent uh, probably three years doing that with uh, the analysts there. And, uh, um, you know, it was something initially that I didn't know was going to be where I'd end up. But now looking back, it was if I could have planned it, that was the way. Uh, I would have probably drawn it up, and uh, you know, from there, I ultimately went to a uh, hedge fund and uh, um, ran our Canadian uh, technology investments there. Uh, again, spending just continuing that trend, it was just yeah. uh, kind of my sweet spot was the content management uh, market, and uh, um, you know, met with hundreds of CEOs over a number of years, and was able to uh, um, figure out the ins and outs of the industry quite well. And uh, so, you know, when the chance came up to uh, uh, leap to the other side of the table and uh, um, actually help customers with these problems. I uh, had to go had to go take it. So, I I love that story because it it also dovetails quite nicely with uh, our overall understanding of. I think a lot of people see that there are some incredible opportunities here within the information space. There's a lot of run room in terms of of future growth. Um, so with that financial background, entering the information space because of those opportunities, what first really got you onto the potential of the opportunities that exist within the information space? Yeah, I think you, I think you nailed it in your, in your question there. I mean, um, it's probably one of the hottest markets in the world right now. Uh, content yeah. services, content management in general, information management, every company in the world has information that is you know, a, a critical asset. Um, and so the solutions and tools available in the market presents a massive opportunity. Uh, many companies are using legacy systems that were installed 20 years ago when software was the, um, the custom route. And, uh, and since then, the whole world's transitioned to SaaS. And, and you know, this perhaps presents even the bigger opportunity is modernizing these uh, firms onto cloud, cloud uh, solutions and cloud infrastructure. And, you know, so it was really, it's really those two things, right? The content services market on its own being massive and then the once in a generational upgrade cycle taking place to move to a, uh, a cloud uh, model and digitalize their, um, their, their overall tech stack. Presents uh, just a massive opportunity in information management. Yeah, and, and you, you at Caligo have really taken advantage of a lot of that opportunity and seen some massive growth over your tenure, which is just great to see, frankly. Um, you know, my, my early days uh, in the SharePoint space, I remember Caligo being uh, a small and, and growing company in the space, and it's, it's really great to see it blossom under your leadership. Um, shifting gears here just a little bit, what's one thing you wish you had known, you know, looking back over your career from, from the, living in the information space and leading one of the top companies through to the financial side of evaluation and understanding investments, What's one thing you wish you, you knew early on in your career that you know now? I'm sort of putting you on the spot with this one, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's quite an interesting question. I actually have multiple answers that kind of come to mind. I mean, uh, um, I wish I understood the value of customer input to the extent I do now. Um, so uh, to give you a little example to add some color there, it, you know, your customers often have a plethora of problems that they're facing on a daily basis, pain points, right? Uh, you commit to 
developing solutions where you see the most common pain points or the biggest pain points, um, and you can you have some expertise that you can solve that problem. Um, just in general, as a broad software concept and what companies aim to do, um, or the ones that listen to their customers anyway. And uh, I, you know, often when you're uh, deciding what you're going to you know look at for your your roadmap and whatnot, it's so important to take that cons uh, customer consideration into account. Um, and I really didn't understand how that, how powerful that was earlier on in my career. Um, I've always viewed you know roadmap as a function of you know I spend a lot of time thinking about the way people are going to be working five years from now, ten years from now, and, and dictate my roadmap that way. Um, and you really need the other half, if not more than half, is is listening to the problems that your customers uh, uh, face. And uh, you know if you if you have a good dialogue with them and and they trust you, uh, they'll really tell you what their problems are. And uh, um, I really, yeah, I wish I knew that earlier in my uh, in my uh, um, career. I mean, it, it would have just uh, accelerated uh, my my learning in that on that front, and uh, it's been super powerful. Yeah, I, I love that because you know, it, creating a vision in a vacuum doesn't necessarily work when you know so, the the customer input and the crowd, uh, the wisdom of the crowd can be incredibly beneficial as well. Yeah, and it's no longer you know build it and they'll come, right? It's uh, yeah. it's got to be. It's, it's uh, it, you know, you really need to, uh, in the modern world of software anyway, you really need to uh, adapt to the, the trends going on in the market, your customer needs that are changing so quickly in this environment, um, and, uh, and, and build from there. It's a really, really great answer, Tim. Looking back over the span of your career, who are some of the people who have been influential to your career path? your growth or, or just people that you, you enjoy listening to uh, in terms of their thoughts and their guidance? Yeah, uh, there's a number. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind frequently uh, is one of my former uh, bosses at my, at my investment fund. And, uh, and he went on to, uh, he's uh, um, uh, pretty high up at uh, Shopify now, which has obviously oh. been on the, um, an absolute um, yeah. Uh, ride of a lifetime there it's been a it's been a tremendous ascent um, for that company and uh, uh, he he just you know gave me uh provided me with more context and how to look at the world and how to look at companies and markets and uh um i tend to frame a lot of the way i look at the world through spending so much time with him when we uh, were working together um and again there's a whole there's a whole number here i mean uh, you know some of our our board members are individuals i've known for a number of years and have really shaped the, the way I uh, look at the world and do things on the business side. Uh, we have a board member, member named Carl um, who uh, uh, he's actually been, he worked at Microsoft a number of years ago and been very instrumental in uh, um, my, my lens, uh, the, providing the lens the, the way I should look at uh, things and, uh, um, and he obviously just has a, a wealth of experience and I spend a lot of time uh, bouncing ideas off him and chatting with him, and uh, um, he's super helpful in certain areas where I'm I'm weaker. Everyone has you know certain areas they're not as strong in, and uh, um, it really helps augment uh, my skill set in regard in that regard. And uh, um, yeah, I think you know there's there's a whole number, but uh, those are some of the the ones that come to mind first. So no, that's great, and and really having that sounding board of people with a different set of skills. Uh, you know, I, I urge everybody to go and do that. That is a, a wonderful practice to develop for your, your own personal development too. Uh, I love that you've called that out. 
Yeah, and you know what? Everyone needs a everyone needs a good mentor, right? And and be, there's no ideal mentor. It's someone that you can learn something from, in my view. And and they have a skill set that you necessarily don't have. Someone you you trust and uh, can really, you know, uh, understand the context of uh, the situation you're going through. Will take the time to listen to it because every situation is different. You can't just go read a blog on something and apply it to your business or your um, your problem you're facing because the, the context isn't there for your unique situation, right? So if you find a good mentor, a good um, individual, it'll take the time, uh, listen to you, you can have regular check-ins. Uh, we have a great advisory board who I do this with as well quite a bit, and um, they really take the time to understand the problem, all the inputs, and then you know provide a recommendation or advice, or maybe figure it out just in chatting with them and posing the question, you kind of talk through it, but uh, Isn't that always totally nice? unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. So who who is the ideal customer for Caligo today? Like who are the, the types of companies that you find yourself working with? Yeah, it's really the mid, mid-sized enterprise to large enterprises, our ideal customer. Um, anyone with a records management or a governance need uh, yeah. for managing their content. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you think about what we do, you can break it down into three, three buckets, right? We help classify, uh, capture content, and then it's the access or the management piece of that content once it's been um, captured, right? And uh, um, we're finding it's, yeah, it's, it's our sweet spot has long been the records managers of organizations, the information management professional. What we've really seen in the last year and a half has been uh, the law firms and legal departments of the enterprise. And you think about the volume of contracts and business uh, content with business value that they're dealing with. Well, all of that needs to get into SharePoint. Yeah. Often for, if it's not for regulatory reasons, it's for some other policy um, internal policy reason, and uh, um, we we help them provide those tags as they capture that content, right? So it's not just the productivity of uh, making it easier for them, as much as that's a big part. But um, the tags are really what helps, uh, you know, leveraging metadata and sensitivity labels and retention labels, and that's really where uh, um, companies tend to to benefit from our solutions. I think um, you know the reason why it's the enterprise as opposed to SMB yeah. is just the sheer volume of records and data and content is so much greater that there's a much more acute pain point. Um, so that's that's typically what we, what we see the most and uh, how we think about our ideal our ideal customer, if you will. So. Dealing dealing with the velocity of information, awesome. just that, yeah, I, I, I love I like that. the way you put that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it, I'm, I'm reflecting back. Um, <laughs> Tim, I'm going to throw you into what is a new segment here on the strategy of information. And I have not told you in advance any of these questions, but it's the segment that we call on the spot. What it is, I've got 10 questions for you, Tim, and you give me one word answers and you answer them as quickly as you possibly can. First answer to pop into your head. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. All the way. <laughs> Number two, favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, cookie dough. <laughs> oh, good man. Cookie dough myself. <laughs> Third, last big vacation you took. I I'm assuming this is going to be a pre-pandemic. <laughs> yeah, and uh, probably pre-Caligo uh, at that point. So it's been uh, a couple of years. I got to say, yeah. uh, probably Miami before it was the uh, the hot tech scene in the world. So yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. Uh, on your cell phone, text or talk? Oh, talk. It's got to be, yeah. Nothing like you're voice. A, yep. You're a pick up the phone, man. All right. Pick up the phone, man. Place 
place that you've never lived, but you wish you had or are dreaming of moving to? You know what? I would have said Vancouver before I ended up uh, moving, relocating <laughs> out here. Are. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's uh, it's got to be uh, stateside uh, California. I mean, spent a lot of time there. Love it. Uh, Makes sense. It's beautiful place on the list. So, yeah. Favorite food? <sighs> really pushing me now. Uh, good Italian <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Love it. All right, and I tried this one with uh, a, a previous guest, George Dunn. And I got a really fun answer, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you too, Tim. On a scale of one to Beyonce, how would you rate your karaoke skills? <laughs> uh, let's give that a uh, a negative one. I think that's oh, uh, I think I'm banned from karaoke in the country of Switzerland, so we will uh, leave it there. But, uh, that's gonna be story. a story. Yeah, we're we're gonna need yes. that story the next time I have you on, Tim. Absolutely. Um, Number number eight, rice or pasta? Rice. Brilliant. Cake or pie? Cake. <laughs> I have All some right. good recommendations in, in Toronto. If you're ever in the, uh, there's some great, great bakeries that I could uh, point you to. So Next time I'm up, I'm, I'm calling you up until, yeah, right. you're going to tell me where to go. Yeah. All right. And last one to show the ultimate geekery that, that, that belies all of this work that you're doing at Caligo. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars, for sure. Star Wars, yeah. man. Yeah. Good answers. Good answers, Tim. You have been a wonderful guest, and this has been a great conversation. I would love to have you back sometime soon. Um, Tim, where can our audience connect with you online? Yeah, I agree, Nick. It's been awesome. Uh, connect with me online, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter, um, and uh, those are probably the two best places, so. Awesome. We'll be connecting with you on Twitter and LinkedIn. Brilliant. Tim Brady, he is the CEO of Caligo. Check out their products and learn more at Caligo, C-O-L-L-I-G-O.com. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Strategy of Information. Likewise. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Tim. This is wonderful. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Caligo CEO Tim Brady. You don't often get to hear from someone at his level with his background, so it's very refreshing. Uh, I thank Tim and the Caligo team for their support, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation here on the Strategy of Information. On that episode, I'll be talking with artificial intelligence education pioneer Shingai Menjengwa. If you haven't heard Shingai before, I don't want to spoil too much. Just know that she's an incredible educator, advocate, and human. I can't speak highly enough of her or her work. You'll just have to tune in to find out. Until then, I wish you the absolute best in all of your information endeavors. The Strategy of Information is listener and sponsor supported programming. Subscribing to the podcast is free. But supporters gain access to every episode in HD video, bonus episodes, the occasional extended interview, merch like tote bags and stickers, and so much more. Head to infogov.net to learn more about supporting the program. Corporate sponsorship options are now available for Season 2 of The Strategy of Information. The Strategy of Information with Nick Inglers is available on podcast platforms everywhere and online at infogov.net. This has been a production of infogov.net.